right, here we go. What's up, Miami? How are you? Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. How are you? Oh, we got a great one today, guys. Welcome. Happy Monday. BMR. Pierre. Uh, Pierre. MG. AO. What's up? All right, guys. Uh, Valentine's is a week away, y'all. Do you guys have plans? What are you guys going to do for Valentine's? Do you have any idea on, on who is your Valentine's? <laughs> my Valentine's is going to be awesome. I don't know who, who my Valentine's is going to be yet, though. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So here are some, uh, here are some things that we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about uh, should Valentine's Day be now a toxic day? Like, why, why can't we just embrace the fact that we are now effed up as a society that we can fa- that we can now fall in love with other people who are effed up too? You know what I mean? Like, if you have some emotional damage, if you have some trauma, we can fall in love. Like, you and I can be an item because of the things that happened to us in the past. We are both underdeveloped people, and we have way more to go. So why don't we fall in love and do it now? So toxic behaviors have has become something that is now acceptable in the dating world. <laughs> Pierre says, we're going to have a baby. <laughs> That's a great thing. Uh, there's nothing better than a toxic relationship going all in and making a baby. Oh, and that baby's going to fall in love with someone toxic too. The cycle of toxicity continues. Uh, I was hanging out with a with a girl last night after the show at a Tipsy Flamingo, and in the conversation, well, she was with a friend, and in the conversation, she admitted that uh, she enjoys uh, toxic men, and she's not the only one that actually admitted this, and that's why I think that we as a society, we need to embrace the fact that we like this now. Like, this is now the new mating ritual. Is he good for me? No. Is she good for me? No. <laughs> I think I'm in love. <laughs> I've seen it many times. How many times do you have you seen that person get married on Instagram? How many weddings has he gone through? How many baby mamas does he have? How many boyfriends did she have in the last uh, six months? You know who they are. They're out there and they're falling in love consistently. So uh, here's the thing, guys. If you believe that Valentine's Day should celebrate toxic behavior, uh, put it on the chat. Like, let me know what your definition is of love. I'll give you my definition of love. Uh, It's a feeling. It's something that we're stuck with as human beings. We love things differently. Uh, We find different things attractive, and, and it's totally subjective. But, you know, when you're in love, it's like your emotions get all haywired, and then you're just like, this is the one for me, right? That's how I see love. And then when you look at the songs, oh, there's nothing better than hearing a good love song and then the lyrics turn toxic. <laughs> I think you know who made love toxic? I think the, the person that really uh, nailed it was Britney Spears in the song uh, Toxic. And I got it just so happens to have the lyrics right here. Um, let me go ahead and put this on display. So check this out. Here are the, here are the lyrics to Britney Spears who put it into, great, into a great perspective here. And they're very simple lyrics, right? Because even though toxic love can be uh, complex, the feeling is very simple. Society has become confused, and we are embracing it, MGNLZ, okay? We have now realized that this is who we are as a people, 
And if you want to fall in love, you got to be underdeveloped. <laughs> I need somebody that's just like me. So here are the lyrics. All right. So here's a really good example of what a toxic relationship is or what toxic behavior is. So get this. Baby, can't you see? Well, let me bring down the music for this. Baby, can't you see? I'm calling a guy like you should wear a warning. Sorry, I'm not really much of a Britney Spears impersonator. It's dangerous. I'm falling. There's no escape. <laughs> so that right there, it's already. <laughs> There's no escape. You have a decision here. No, I don't. <laughs> if I ever look at another guy, my life is threatened. I can't have that. I got to have the cycle of comfort at all times. And in order for me to be comfortable, he needs to be unthreatened because then I get threatened. There's no escape. I can't wait. <laughs> I need a hit. Which, by the way, this part right here, I need a hit. I think that also uh, connects to her other song. Baby, hit me one more time. So I guess she's asking the guy to be more toxic to her. Baby, give me it. You're dangerous. I'm loving it. Too high, can't come down. Losing my head, spinning round and round. Do you feel me now? Now, this is Britney Spears, okay, who put it into perspective for the people of our generation and points out the feeling that you get when you get into some sort of toxic attraction with someone, particularly a male, okay? This opened the floodgates in my generation, at least in my opinion, on what this new rise of attraction is. People that make me feel confused. <laughs> this lustful confusion is so different. What is this feeling? I should follow it all the way through. And then you're spiritually damaged. You're emotionally damaged. And then it's like you just got off like a haunted house roller coaster. Woo! What a thrill! <laughs> so I think what's happening now is, uh, and of course, this is just one perspective. Like I said, love is a perspective that we all uh, have different definitions for, okay? But we all kind of got an understanding, at least at a very basic level, that this is probably something that is... Uh, uh, kind of like mysterious or thrilling for uh, human beings to enjoy when they meet someone else, right? What up, Rich Lee? Uh, Milena, what's up? Uh, Charis, Steph, Andrea, C. Newell. We're here talking about uh, is love now uh, labeled as a toxic thing? Love is finding the right crazy for you. Dro, spoken like a true wise man. Love is finding the right crazy for you. But I think what's happening is, you know, since the world is kind of becoming more and more convoluted because of the Internet, uh, sometimes confusion can be attractive. And I've seen it. You know, we've all seen it. We've all seen relationships uh, kind of be like in toxic, like people fighting, people, you know, getting on and off. Um, and the way this girl told me last night that she likes toxic behavior is because she says it's exciting. Right. So uh, and, you know, there's also some comedians that I listen to uh, here locally that talk about, you know, I like toxic men and you know, I love I love red flags, you know, that whole thing. And so for me, this is new right now. Have I done toxic behavior? Sure. I mean, I think we all have at some point. I'm, I'm not perfect, but I try to avoid the downfall of feelings and emotions. All right. And I think that's the most important thing. Uh, is understanding that feelings and emotions aren't real. But for some people, <laughs> they're as real as real can get. This is how I feel, and this is who I am, right? That whole thing. 
whenever I go through some sort of negative emotion, I know that this isn't, this that I'm feeling is not the thing. Like, this is just something chemically happening in my head and it'll subside, right? But if I, if you go down on the, on that spiral of the feel of the negative feeling, you then trick yourself into thinking this is normal. (laughs) So when you see somebody else that has that normalcy of crazy, then you find like, Oh, we're both, we both have this thing. Now we can share it. Now we can embellish in this negative emotion that I convinced my, that we convinced ourselves is real. So the thing is, I'm, very, I'm a very logical, pragmatic person, and it's a curse at the same time. A lot of people think that I, when, you know, whenever I, uh, I, you know, I meet a girl and she's trying to connect with me emotionally and plays the games and tries to make me feel a certain way and I don't reciprocate, they lose attraction because it's like, oh, I can't make this guy act up. I can't make this guy show me some sort of negative emotion that feeds me. So I'm not attracted to this guy anymore. And that's fine by me because I save a lot of time. I easily walk away from toxic girls. Like, I, I see it. Like, I have, like, this, like, I, whenever I see a girl and, like, she just speaks a sentence, I can see. I don't know. It's almost like I got, like, these goggles on. It's like, oh, I can see where she's stuck or I can see how she sees relationships or what is attractive to her. And so whenever I come across toxic girls, I don't want to waste my time. I'm busy, man. I got to say, I got to say my jokes. <laughs> I got to write a meme tomorrow, girl. I can't, I can't do this with you. So one of the best lyrics that I can relate to is, uh, who's the guy that's saying, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. For me, those lyrics are the most, re- are the realest lyrics that express true love to me. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Because <laughs> I need to avoid these emotions at all costs. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me lyrics. Uh, Hathaway. All right, here we go. We're going li- to gonna, we're gonna listen to some lyrics from Hathaway. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. No more. No, I don't know why you're not here. I give you my love, but you don't care. So what is right and what is wrong? Give me a sign. And then that's it. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Over and over and over. This is how guy, this is clearly a guy that's not in touch with his emotions. (laughs) And this is a guy that's not in touch with his emotions. And the only way he can express it is, what is love? Just don't hurt me. Over and over and over and over. See, Britney Spears with the taste of your lips, I'm on a ride. You're toxic. I'm slipping under. With the taste of poison paradise, I'm addicted to you. Don't you know you're toxic? And I love what you do. Don't you know you're toxic? Hadaway goes, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. No more. <laughs> what a big dichotomy. But I think these two, I think these two songs is what shows the dichotomy of men and women when it comes to toxic relationships. One person can't express it that well, and the other person is too high off the, the, the feelings and emotion. Manny is scorned. Yeah, you're damn right. Well, you, you, think, you think a logical, pragmatic person uh, that's a serial dater and seeing all this crazy stuff going on, of course you're going to be scorned. You're just like, yo, this sucks. <laughs> but I need a mate nonetheless. It's a human thing. I got a mate. <laughs> I 
I got to go out there and do the mating ritual and meet people who are potential partners. So, right, so then you go into this soup of emotions and feelings, and this is real, and oh, oh, <laughs> it's all too much. Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> all right, so here's the thing, man. Um, you know, when it comes to toxic attraction, one of the things that I'm very, uh, I'm very like, uh, interested in is like how human beings and animals relate in terms of showing attraction, right? Because you know how animals, uh, and every animal is different. Like uh, certain animals show the mating ritual and what, uh, what is something that an animal does in order to uh, find a partner, right? And so like I, I got on this website here, and then on this website it says, why the birds and bees metaphor should terrify you. <laughs> 20 animal mating rituals from cute to the cannibalistic. Oh, is this, is this thing going off? Oh, hold on, wait a second. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Let me go live again. Oh, boy. Oh, Instagram. For those watching on Facebook, bear with me here. Hang on. Oh, boy. Huh. Now Instagram just doesn't open at all. All right, hang on. Let me reset the whole thing. Well, there goes Instagram. Uh, I can't even open the app. It's just giving me the logo now. So I don't know if I'm just spitting hot fire and telling too much truth, but it's all gone now. Everything. There's no recording of all the things that I was saying about lyrics. And uh, all right, so we're just going to have to stick to Facebook. Maybe if I reset the phone. Okay, there we go. With a little patience, anything is possible. Oh, boy. Let's see. Add. All right, and we're back. All right, so what I was getting at. Apologies to those on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Are we back? J Comedy, Curse and Blessings. Let me reset this here. There we go. 
Fitness Bay, Say Walt, Steph Smith, Chill Vibes. All right. You see, this is why, those that are watching, this is why you got to go to facebook.com slash group so that you can get on the main page in case Instagram uh, acts up. I couldn't open the app. The thing just closed, and I tried to get back on, and I couldn't get back on. So uh, go to miamicomedy.com slash group. Subscribe to the community. I really think outside of Instagram, the show is better because I have dynamic cameras. You can see the screen that I'm looking at, and if in case this mobile thing turns off or whatever, you can now go to the main page, and you know the pages won't turn off like an app would, right? Apps always crash. Websites, not so much. You know what I mean? All right, so let's keep going. One of the things that I find very intriguing about uh, love and toxic behaviors is how animals portray attraction to the opposite sex. Well, some males more than females. I, do, I don't know. Do, do females have a mating ritual? Do they show their feathers off? Yeah, I think, I think like some birds have certain marks on their feathers that makes another bird want to come by and like just sneak up behind it. Right, the female uh, praying mantis eats the head off the male after mating. Very toxic. <laughs> Some animals are more toxic than others when it comes to mating. All right, so right here on the CBC.ca, twenty animal mating rituals from cute to the cannibalistic. The anglerfish. An anglerfish mating begins when the male anglerfish literally sinks his teeth into the female. Toxic. There you go. The anglerfish is toxic. They got, you got to bite the female in order for her to feel attraction to you. All right? He attaches himself permanently and lives as a parasite on the female's larger body. <laughs> However, as their bodies fuse, the male becomes completely absorbed into the female, losing in any independent existence. All that remains are a pair of gonads, which the female keeps to use when she's ready to reproduce. Yeah, I've seen this relationship many times where the girl takes care of the guy. It's almost like a, the guy's the parasite, but the girl wants to take care of him. You're just like the anglerfish. Here's another one, the octopus, identity reveal. The octopus has a complex mating culture. Some males live in adjacent dens to their female mates to guard them. Others known as sneaker males because <laughs> he's, he's got a dope collection of sneakers. Yo, you see these colors, girl? What's up? That's like, you know what? I wish that when it comes to my sneaker game, I'm like an octopus. You know, as I'm going around wearing the same shoes, I have something in my body that makes the shoes change shape and color. That way I can save some money. Why can't we do that? Why can't we make some octopus sneakers? This is a great idea from the animal kingdom. Uh, <laughs> sneaker males sometimes disguise themselves as females to slip by the guards and mate with the female. Yeah, this happens at nightclubs all the time, too. You know, when the girl goes out and there's guys and then that one guy, like, you know, starts like acting in a way that gets along with everyone. That's the sneaker male <laughs> going into the group to talk to that girl. Uh, however, avoiding the wrath of other males isn't the only reason sneakers change coloration. Octopuses are notoriously antisocial. Scientists believe that males may also impersonate females to avoid being cannibalized by them. Toxic. See, these octopuses have toxic behaviors when it comes to finding mates. That's just who we are as human beings, man. We got, look, let me just take a step back here, guys. We have to embrace the fact that human beings, we evolve. 
And we evolve sooner than later. And, you know, some people say, oh, we go through millions of years of evolution. No, sometimes, you know, in the 1900s, you would buy a girl uh, flowers and then she would find you attractive, you know, that whole thing. But now with the Internet, our brains have rewired very quickly. Now we have to do things like uh, the anglerfish, become a clingy boyfriend, sink your teeth into that female and live off of her. And then when she wants a kid, you just give it to her. You just disappear. (laughs) All you do is give her kids. One of my baby mamas, right? Or like the octopus. You go in, you make, you you know, you, you, you befriend her friends, you go in, and then you pull her out. Okay? Flatworms are seaborne hermaphrodites who can play with either male or female role in reproduction. When two flatworms meet, they extend sharp, two-bodied... What? When two flatworms meet, they extend sharp, two-headed penises and try to stab each other with them and inject the other with the sperm. (laughs) Wow. Getting pregnant doesn't necessarily mean losing, though. In many species, fathers continue to fence with other individuals until they are inseminated too. What? Now, this is another level kind of like mating here, where two men or two males in the flatworm community stab each other with their penises, and then whoever gets injected first, it becomes the female. <laughs> hey, man, that's the animal kingdom for you. You know? So, let, all right, let me ask you guys a question, those tuning in. Uh, what are some signs, and, and I want you guys to be really honest here, like what are some of the signs that you see in another person that uh, can show if they are potentially a toxic person? I'll give you one. Uh, early proposal. You ever seen those relationships that have been together for like a year, and then all of a sudden they, uh, they're engaged? That's, for sure, that's a red flag. We, within, if within a year, you, not even, man, I think less than five years. All right, let's be a little more, let's say less than three years. If a relationship, if you see a boyfriend-girlfriend situation turn into an engagement in less than three years, that's a red flag in my opinion. Because engagement is like the rest of your life. You gave that person a, a one-year trial? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, to give somebody, like, a year. Like, all right, you know what? We're, we're getting along. It's only month eight. I really like this girl. I'm going to propose. Hell no. I think 10 years. For me, <laughs> I need to be in a long-term relationship, a very healthy one, all right? If I ever get in a relationship again, I do not want it to be toxic. And the reason why I don't want it to be toxic is I'm busy. I need somebody that gives me space, and works well with a schedule. So also, another thing, another sign of toxic relationships is uh, people that like going with the flow a little too much. No structure. Oh, let's just go with our emotions and feelings and see what happens. Curse and Blessing says, wanting to have children after just a few months of dating. Trap. Yes. Poor kids. They don't care about the kids. Right? They care about the feelings that they're addicted to. Okay. Another sign of a toxic person. Uh, let's see. What's another sign of a toxic person? If she's got Bible quotes and an OnlyFans link. I think I saw a meme of this. If she's got Bible quotes and an OnlyFans, that is, uh, that is a red flag. You're, you're, about, to be, you're about to be stabbed. 
Uh, you're about to be robbed. <laughs> An early I love you under three months. Bad sign. Absolutely. When you tell somebody I love you, that is such a selfish move. Unless it, it's got to... The thing is, when you tell somebody I love you, and it's not mutual, that is such a selfish move. It's almost like a mini proposal where it's like, I'm emotionally invested in you. Don't F this up. Do not F this up, okay? Because if you F this up, (laughs) I'm telling you, man, uh, Valentine should be a completely different thing now. Uh, And we should all embrace and celebrate toxic behaviors in love. Because now that it's out in the open that us as human beings are attracted to this kind of thing, like just if, like again, if you listen to the lyrics of music, if you li- if you look at the people that celebrities are dating, like Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, they did like you know a whole bunch of stuff. Well, then again, they're pop stars, but still, like that is a great indication of a toxic relationship. And a toxic relationship sometimes is shown like in the public eye. You know what I mean? Like let's tell everybody that we stabbed each other and make it a, a news headline. That's how much we love each other, that we tell the people the truth about our abusive relationship, right? <laughs> oh, man, what about, that? what about toxic Valentine's Day gifts? Like, what would be a good idea? I got one. Here's a romantic gift idea for people uh, that are toxic. How about giving him a restraining order inside of a Valentine's Day card? That's a good idea. How about proposing uh, on the first date? <laughs> Let's make mistakes together uh, forever. Let's really enjoy this emotion and ride it all the way. It really is like a drug, right? Like love, attraction, uh, infatuation, right? Like that feeling you get when you really like somebody. It's like, ooh, you feel that? How do, how do I make this even more, uh, more of a feeling? How can I get high off of this? It's almost like doing blow. You guys ever done blow? You guys ever take a bump and you're like, I need more, right? You can't enjoy the bump on its own. You, you need to take another one and another one, and then you got to get alcohol in your system and you got to make it, you know, you got you to gotta find that next high. I think that's what toxic relationships are. We've already had sex. We've already went on dates. We're already, uh, you know, been together for a few months now. How can we take it up a level? How about you urinate on me? How about you yell at me in, per- in public? <laughs> How about you punch me in the stomach? Huh? How about drawing a little blood? Let's up the ante here. I'm getting bored. Huh? I'll up the ante with you. I'm crazy too. I'll do it. I'll stab you. <laughs> oh my God. That's when you know it's love. When you tell him to stab you and he actually does it. Like who has the balls to do that? Like for real. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the chat. What up, Brian G.? Uh, Fabrican. <laughs> yeah, we spin some truth, Fabrican, for show. Uh, Rivera, Valentine's Day gift, a bag of dog, a bag of dog-ish in a heart-shaped chocolate box. No, because that's offensive. See, the, here's the thing. If you really want to do some toxic stuff, it needs to be acceptable. It needs to be acceptable, and within the details of it, there needs to be a, some sort of signal of love okay 
A restraining order inside of a Valentine's Day card is a perfect example of a toxic gesture of love, okay? Because you're telling the person, you're not good for me. Here's a restraining order. I made it public, but I went out of my way to put it inside of a, of a Valentine's Day card so that you know that even though I'm doing this, I still love you. And now that you know this, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> now that the courts have ordered you to stay away from me, what are you going to do to find me again? Right? And then he still shows up, even though the restraining order is already in place. And then they have sex, and it's amazing. And then they try again. And then they show up to the courts. And then the judges, they're like, didn't I put a restraining order on this guy? And you still had sex with him. What are you doing? I want the restraining order to be longer this time around. I need more distance. Make it 18 miles. Make it 20 miles. Make it 100 miles. I don't care. Make him move away from the state. Ha! You can't live around my, you can't live around my vicinity anymore. What are you going to do to show me you love me? Fabrican says, dude, what about uh, when they still talk with their ex and are getting in a new relationship? Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Uh, I had a joke. That goes exactly to what Fabrican is saying. If they still talk to the ex, that means it was a toxic relationship, and there's still uh, there's there's still a thing there. And so you might if if you want to date other people, but you're still talking to your ex, you might as well identify as a swinger. Okay, you're a swinger. You're still attached to your ex, boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever. But you still want options, right? So why don't you just be honest with yourself? Be honest with your ex. Don't break up. Just be like, look, I still want you around. But I also want to have sex with other people. So let's do this. Let's, let's see other people and call ourselves an open relationship. And then that way, when you get into another relationship or you start fooling around with someone else, you're being honest. But that's not very toxic, is it? <laughs> no, I want to talk to my ex behind my boyfriend's back. Now that's toxic. That's up in the ante, Fabrican. See, that's the thing about toxic relationships and love. You got to up the ante every time. You got to bring that high up a little more. You know? I'm, even, I'm not going to tell people I'm a swinger. You think I'm going to talk to my ex and make it seem like it's normal by saying I'm a swinger? Hell no. I'm going to lie to my current boyfriend, see my ex... And then when my boyfriend finds out that I'm talking to my ex, if he really loves me, he would accept this. And then, bam, you doubled up now. <laughs> You're now in two toxic relationships. Oh, my God, the high is amazing. <laughs> hey, Fabrican, that's a good joke. There you go. Thank you for that one. That one's good. Up the ante. Talk to your ex. And tell your current... And tell your current uh, relationship. Up the end, talk to your ex and tell your current relationship that they have to accept you if they truly love you. Oh, that's that is right there is romance in 2022. Up the ante for toxic. No, you know what? Let's call this uh, toxic val- uh, toxic relationship Valentine's gift. 
This Valentine's, I'm going to tell my boyfriend I still talk to my ex, and if he truly loves me, he'll stick around. Yeah, that's a good one. There you go, guys. Writing jokes on the fly as a community. I love it. Carson Blessing says, I dated a girl who was still getting her bills paid by her ex. That's not all she was getting there, Carson Blessings. I actually, you know what else? I actually met a girl. I actually know a girl who is single but lives with her ex. <laughs> all right? And, uh, you know, you don't got to be a detective to read through the lines on that one, right? You can come to your own conclusions. I could, See, that's another thing, man. It's not really just talking to your ex. Sometimes you got to move in with your ex to make, to make the breakup official. You know what I'm saying? Um, so why are, all right, so to close it off, well, you know, I told myself I'll do an hour. Let's keep going. Uh, why are toxic relationships so uh, prominent? Uh, you know, again, this is a new thing for me. Uh, this is something that I'm trying. I understand it, but at the same time, uh, you know what it is? It's just that I'm, I'm so disconnected to this that I've never really found myself uh, riding the waves of something toxic. Like, whenever I get bad vibes from someone, I leave. What up, Alfred? What up, Alfredo? Big Manny. Shout out to Alfredo, one of the, one of the uh, trainers that gets, that gets me strong. Um, all right. So I think one of the things about toxic relationships is that since I'm such an outsider of it, and there's been many people that I've dated that try to get me into that. It's not just toxic things that I try to stray away from. It's, it's like any sort of negative emotion uh, or manipulation in my social circle. Uh, even males. Like if, if I come across someone that's like a narcissist in the comedy scene, I, I try to stay away from that person because it's draining you know what I mean? So I'm really good at detecting it, like detecting negative people or people that want to manipulate you with that subtlety because, like, some people are really adept at this stuff, right? Like, manipulate, emotional manipulation is, is a skill for some people. And it's, not just, and it's not just, you know, our generation. It's like, you know, if you ever go to a job and, like, your manager is draining, that person is very skilled at doing that. Right. It's like a, and they don't know it. Maybe it's subconscious. Right. Maybe it's just the way they were brought up. Some people are just really good at making you feel a certain way. And sometimes that certain way is bad. Right. So that's the thing in my life. I I set up my life to avoid these people, but they're out there. So it's not like I'm going to be away from them forever. They're going to swing around, too. Right. And some of them are going to be very attractive. And I might play ball for a little while. But then after like a certain threshold i'm like all right i can't do this anymore right like <laughs> there's certain people that you know we haven't even gone on the first date and they're already giving you emotional tirades on the text red flag <laughs> right so then what the what these things do is they kind of like show me that this person is gonna is gonna do some weird manipulation long text after the first date kind of thing and it's like i'd rather not right but in the process of me seeing these indications, I get attracted to the person sometimes where it's like, dude, you're so fine. 
You're so beautiful. And I want to get to know you more. But I can clearly see that you're about this life. <laughs> and I'm not. And I'm human. And if I find something attractive, I'm going to try to mate it. So I try to play ball. <laughs> but, but you know what? At the end of the day, I have to make sure that I make myself happy. And I know that, you know, many times after sex, the, the, the male mind kind of clicks on. It's like, what are you doing, bro? You don't need this. <laughs> you don't need to go through this. You know, they call it the post-nut clarity. The post-nut clarity is your logical mind kicking in saying, you don't need to do this to feel this. Okay? That's the thing about males, man. We've got a wiring that we, like, try to go for it, right? And then once we get it, it's like, oh, now I'm thinking straight. This person is no good for me. I, <laughs> I can't believe I did so much for it. You know, but you know she's the one after you have sex with her and then you still feel attracted. That, that, I wouldn't say the one, but that's a good sign. You know what I mean? Because, you know, anyways, the whole point is this. The way that we are becoming as human beings, especially in our generation, you know, I would say like 20s, 30s, sometimes even older people. You ever seen a cougar that's toxic? Damn, girl. <laughs> you didn't learn anything from the 70s and 80s? I thought those were great eras. Yeah, why would you why would you fall for the love that we're sharing nowadays? That ain't that's terrible. Um, so let's see. Milena says same. I learned that the hard way though. Well, at least you learn, Milena. Most people don't learn. Most people want to get more high off of it. So look, I did a couple of things. I went on Quora and I searched up why why are toxic guys so attractive? Right? And this is what came up. <clears throat> Two answers. Why are toxic guys uh, so attractive? And it looks like only women responded. So that means other women have looked this up. <laughs> and they want to know why. Why am I attracted to guys that are no good? Uh, I used to think the same way, but that's not the case anymore. After getting hurt and being used, it's not the toxic guys who are attractive, but you who wants that person. Accountability. Am I reading this? Shout out to this person on Quora for understanding. See, that's the thing. Having accountability is a good sign that you're not toxic. You know how we were talk talking about what are the signs that the person is toxic? Accountability is a big one. It's not the toxic guys who are attractive, but you who wants that person. We like the attention we get from a guy and tend to think they are attractive. Maybe with age, you would start feeling otherwise and start liking guys who make you feel more safe have a good day this girl is full of wisdom whoever you are i have noticed this behavior in some girls and i thought about the same and this is what i came up with toxic bad guys are assumed to be more confident and are assumed to be good in bed they have a no f's given attitude as they try not to care what others think about them which might turn some girls on this is more of a fantasy thing, in my opinion. So in my humble opinion, toxic guys might keep you interested in the initial days of your relationship. But when it's not all about outer attraction and sexual pleasures, the reality kicks in for most. I hope this helps. There you go. We've got some logical people here on Quora that have learned. <laughs> so this is what's happening, guys. That's the thing. Uh, 
And when and you see this kind of behavior also on the internet, like the reason why reels are so uh, addicting, you know, 15 seconds, 30 seconds, the reason why, you know, memes and short form content is because our minds are wired to get the quick hits. We want that quick hit, baby. And sometimes with love, you know, there's a spectrum for it. There's long-term love, and then there's short-term infatuation, which some might say is love, too. And so we want some quick hits. Show me I'm in love in less than a month. <laughs> Break into my house. Uh, let's see. Why does an attractive girl get, to, get attracted to nerdy guys? What the hell? This ain't true. Let's read this one. I'm a new era of nerd, all right? Uh, let me tell you about nerdy guys. Nerdy guys aren't used to much romantic or sexual attention. Uh-uh, not true. As a fellow nerd, gotta admit, my sex life is all right. Can't complain. Uh, the secret is uh, stay nerdy. Don't think your nerddom is wrong. All right, guys? To all the nerds out there listening, if you want to up your sex life, don't think that what you're into is wrong. But you also have to learn to be mature. Because a lot of nerdy guys don't, don't mature. You have to be mature, and you have to hold strong in your nerddom. And your identity becomes so strong within that nerddom that your nerd abilities make you more developed. All right? So don't stay stuck being immature as a nerd. That's, that's, a, that's a lose situation. If you want a win-win situation, my fellow nerds, stick to your guns, but make sure you develop and mature yourself in the process. All right? I'm telling you, I was a nerd like you, bro. I still am, but I, I was there. I know who you are. I still see you out there. All right, so let's keep going. Uh, don't usually put much effort into masking their emotions. So when you pr- first pay attention to them, they get this brilliant, wide-eyed, slack-jawed look on their faces. I actually do still get attracted to girls that go out of their way to tell you they're attracted to you. Like, for me, that is so refreshing for a girl to be like, I find you attractive. I, I get it every once in a while, um, and it's awesome. Like they're surprised. It is adorable. It makes me giggle and melt a little bit every time. Can you imagine if this girl was toxic and like trapping nerds? <laughs> like sport. Oh, I got this little bastard now. I'm going to make him sell that Spider-Man comic book that's worth thousands of dollars, and I'm going to split it with him. Hell, I might even try to work to get all of it. Got him. <laughs> oh my god you have how much worth of comic books $68,000 worth of comic books I'm gonna con this guy <laughs> what's up Vane? Uh Kaylee Sucre yes uh, this, is, this one is true nerds are great nice guys oh boy red flag I like nice guys red flag if a girl ever says, calls these people nice guys, red flag. She's setting you up, bro. It's a trap. You were a nice guy. But now, usually they don't put too much attention into their physical appearance. Uh, what? Not a good sign. I don't believe what this girl is writing at all. It's unpretentious and basic. And when I see that, I know what, that what I'm seeing is what I'll be getting for quite some time. No airs are being put on. No pretenses assumed for the sake of impressing me. And if they do, it's generally not very competent. <laughs> what? That, that's cute too. 
Who is this woman? They are just who they are and they look it. As I mentioned earlier, nerds are usually a lot more open with their emotions. Well, as a fellow nerd, that's not true. I'm not. Here's the thing I learned about myself and emotions. I keep it private. I never show anyone my emotion. Wow, you know what? And now that I say this publicly, it's kind of true. And I think that's why a lot of people, yeah. But then again, I don't really surround myself with emotionally manipulative people because I don't show them the emotion they want. Uh, emotions are a very human thing. But the thing about emotions, again, is that they, it, your emotions trick you into thinking that's reality. And that's, that's big game right there. If you realize that what you're feeling is not real, your emotional mastery. You'll, you'll get a lot less stressed, a lot less people can manipulate you, and your days don't get ruined so easily. You don't have a lot of anxiety. But then at the same time, on the other side of the coin of emotional mastery is uh, you can't connect with people uh, that well. I still try to. Like, you know, if, if I ever have, like, some sort of solidarity moment, I make sure I embellish myself in it, right? It's like, okay, I see what you're feeling. Okay, I don't know why you're feeling that, but I can see it and I respect it. But you need to cry with me for you to tell me you mean it. Why do I got to cry with you? Now, do I, does Manny cry? Yeah, I cry. I do. Uh, and, and when I cry, it is so uh, cathartic. Like, it's almost like an acid trip. Like, it's like, whenever I cry, it's like I hallucinate. It's such a trip. And I think it's because of the emotional mastery. Like, whenever I have moments that are very sad or anger, I, I trip. Like, I trip out. I hallucinate. And I think it's because, like, my brain is, like, putting it outside and then I can see it in a way that's not taking over, but it's there. And so I'm like, oh, my God, look at that. <laughs> that is crazy, right? But I never take it out on anyone. I never, like, go and, and post something emotional online so other people can try to feel it with me. Like, and you know those people, right? Like, whenever they have an emotion, they, <laughs> they go on live. <laughs> Leave Britney alone! <laughs> Sorry. All right. Old reference, but nonetheless. Um, yeah, whenever I have emotional bouts, it's, it's almost like I'm on drugs, you know? <clears throat> but, yeah, I do feel emotions. It's just I don't do it in front of people. Uh, no errors are being put. All right, so as I mentioned earlier, nerds are usually a lot more open with their emotions than most people. I presume this is from a comparative lack of socialization. And socialization that does not happen centering around shared hobbies in a childlike manner. Uh, nerds never really grow up. Why would, you, why would you praise that? Nerds never really grow up. So you're saying this person has bad emotional control because they never grew up and that's attractive? Toxic! That sounds toxic. Um... Nerds never really grow up and learn how to do the social dance. I hate the social dance. I'd rather play, so that's a perk. Nerds play games, not stupid double-speaking romantic games, but board games and role-playing games, war games, and video games. What do you mean? Like, I read, I'm a nerd. I read books. I don't really play much video games. Yeah, this girl, this girl is clearly like in her teens or something. This is my idea of a good time. It's not my only idea of a good time, but if, if I'm going to go out and socialize, I'd rather it be centered around these sorts of activities than booze, dancing, or sports. All right, now you just sound boring. Nerds are usually smart, know lots of random stuff, 
and are much more exposed to nerd culture than popular culture. I am smart, know lots of random stuff, and the only popish culture I enjoy tends to be nerd culture. As such, nerds are much more likely to talk about things I find interesting in ways. All right, so you're just saying your personal preferences, but I don't really think this is something that should be involved in what is attractive about toxic men. This is such a pick-me moment. You know what I mean? Oh, toxic people? Uh, I like nerds. Yeah, so what? Let's go to Urban Dictionary. Toxic relationship. A relationship between two or more people are constantly fighting on thin ice with each other to maintain the, the relationship. Yo, I hear Gavin and Laura are fighting again. Shit, again? They got a really toxic relationship, man. A relationship that influenced one party to stray away from their core values in order to have a relationship with someone who breaks these core values. Spencer is in a toxic relationship with Morgan because he started partying in order to get her attention. Yeah, you see, there you go. I really think we're cracking it here, guys. I really think this podcast is really good at understanding why toxic traits are so attractive in today's culture. What we're realizing is this. It's all about the emotions. It's all about the feelings and the high you get when you get these emotions and feelings. And I think toxic people, what they do is they make these, these strong emotions and feelings possible in, in a very small amount of time, like quick hits, right? It's almost like drugs. And that's what it is, ladies and gentlemen. We did it. Let me get this. Let's give ourselves a round of applause. I think we cracked the code. We cracked the code, guys. You know what it is? Toxic relationships. The reason why toxic, toxic traits and toxic personalities are attractive is because they are addictive. Very insightful. I think we did it. I think we, we got it. I think it's, you know how like, uh, why don't we do this? Now that we figured it out, why don't we, um, you know, like the show Intervention? Uh, why don't we, here's a show idea. Why don't you, the people that do Intervention, why don't you do Toxic Intervention? Where people have to like get around someone that's in a toxic relationship and try to talk them out. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see logic being used to kind of like get people out of these uh, addictive behaviors. It's like, look, man, he's no good for you. He's treating you wrong. He insults you. Uh, you you talked about leaving the relationship many times, and you keep going back to him. Like, you really need to stop doing this. But I love him. No, that's see, you're using the word wrong. You're addicted to it. Okay, and if that's your, <laughs> and then you you know you give up. You're like, well, all right, you know what? If you really think addiction is love, then you know. We can't help this person. They're stuck forever in this downward spiral of addiction to emotions and feelings. I keep getting quick hits of emotions and feelings through this person, and no one else can do it as good as this person can. I'm addicted. Don't you know that you're toxic? (laughs) And that should be the theme song, Toxic by Britney Spears. Welcome to another episode of Toxic Relationships Intervention. Baby, can't you see I'm falling? A guy like you should have a warning. It's dangerous. It's calling. All right. You know what? This podcast really helped me out. Now I understand it. So now I realize that in order for me to win over a girl that's into toxic men, I need to be like drugs, right? I need to be like a a hit of cocaine. Really get in there and make her feel 
something. And then once he feels it, bam, gone. Creeping out the window. Did you feel that? Oh, my God, I felt it. Give me another hit. Hit me, baby, one more time. Bro, I kind of like, I am so, I'm having a high right now talking about this. Like, I, I feel as if, yeah, the Da Vinci Code. Like, we cracked the code. We realized why people are into toxic relationships. And I've never, I've never had this definition until right now in my mind. And it almost, I almost feel like I have this huge insight now. So when I go back into the dating world, I can see, I can see clearly now. Yeah, it's, 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 it's addiction to emotions. It's the rush. It's the quick hits. Wow. Hold on. Let me, let me take it in. I feel it programming in there. Uh, so now, now that I know this, or now that we know this, what are we going to do about it? I don't think we can escape it, right? I think people just are like, they like this stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm addicted to emotions. So what? You want me? You want me? Yes, you're fine. Yes, I want you. You better go down the spiral of emotions with me. <laughs> how, how deep down the rabbit hole are you willing to go with me to hit it? Oh, no. So now you got to balance. Now you got to ta- tell yourself things like, all right, uh, should, I go, should I go and become emotionally addicted to this person and do things away from my core values? Or should I focus on myself and be a better person? And guess what? Focusing on yourself and being a better person is the long run. <laughs> when you can get the quick hit right now. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the reason why a lot of people falter to these kinds of relationships. Because it's like, I'm so lonely reading these books, running this business, going live, running shows, doing marketing. I'm so lonely. I can definitely use a partner right now. And then she shows up. And she has Bible quotes and an OnlyFans link. And you're like, ooh, you look great. Uh, I should wear a warning that I'm very toxic. So drop everything you're doing and spend your time with me and let's go down this addiction together. Stay strong, Manny. Stay strong. Uh, No. (laughs) Wait, I'm just kidding. Yes, I could come back. Let's try it. Uh, Cody, what's up? Romeo, Agar1726. All right, that's it. Let's end it here. Thank you all for tuning into the podcast. Hey, one hour. Perfect timing. Thank you all for tuning into the podcast. This has been a really good one, a very eye-opening one, and I want to thank everyone that came in on the ride with me. If you guys want to support the podcast, here's what you got to do. The thing about the app of Instagram, even though it's a great app, it's one of my favorite social media channels, the problem with the app of Instagram is that it crashes, it lags, And you can't see everything I do on the camera, right? Like, you can only see the camera pointing at me. So, if you guys want to get the full experience of the Miami Comedy Podcast, go to miamicomedy.com slash group. Join the Facebook group. Or go to miamicomedy.com slash YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you guys can see the entire uh, version of this. Okay? Because, again, Instagram today, right when it was getting good, crashed. And we can't have that. It ruins the show. 
So in order for us to keep going in case of moments like these is make sure you guys subscribe to the different channels so that you can use better websites and apps than this one. All right. So once again, MiamiComedy.com slash group or MiamiComedy.com slash YouTube. Subscribe to those channels and those would be better streams. It's the same thing. I can see your chat right here. I'm, the camera for YouTube and Facebook is right underneath this. So it's like it's the same thing but better. Okay. And it's convenient. You can use it on your mobile phones as well. All right? So I can still read your stuff, but the experience will be a whole lot better. All right, guys. That is it for the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'll be live once again tomorrow, 6 o'clock. I'll see you next time.